Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk, brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. This high-profile shop has been setting the trend for over 20 years. At age 18, their founder started out by selling computers door-to-door, but soon tapped into his love for cars. In 1998, he began detailing cars and channeled his passion into one of the world's most recognizable custom car brands. Featured on television, Velocity Discovery, you name it over the years, RMD Garage has always been at the forefront of design and innovation. Today, NC Shop Talk will feature both owner, Ralph Holguin, and elite interior builder, Juan Estrada. Thank you both for coming on, and welcome to the show, boys. Hey, man. Thank you for having us. We're super excited. And of course, got my boy right here, the true, the true, the true builder. Uh, he's, he's amazing. What's happening? What's happening, Juan? Listen, this is going to be new. Somehow, some way, we got them both on on audio here, and it sounded good. We're going to roll with it, and we're going to interview these guys together. Uh, Ralph's questions will pretty much go first, but we, we're going to mix it up a little bit, hopefully, and go back and forth. Just a little background so everybody knows, Ralph and I have never met. I know Juan a little bit better just from Instagram and seeing his work over the years, but we literally had one phone conversation, Ralph and I, almost got to be two years ago. Ed from High Class Customs put us in contact. I was in the process of setting up an exotic car track battle for charity and wanted Ralph to be one of the drivers, of course, by Ed's, Ed's suggestion, which was genius. Of course, you obliged immediately, which I don't forget, Ralph. And I really just wanted to let you know that and appreciated and still appreciate your willingness to help and lend your time towards that charity event. That was really nice of you. Oh, man. You know what? That's what it's about, bro, right? If you don't connect with uh, everyone around you, then um, truth is then, you know, you're not really being true to who you are. So for me, it's always been important to make sure that uh, not only you get a chance to give back and uh, connect, but more than anything, you know, uh, be one, be one, be one. My dad, you would, my dad would always say to me, like, don't forget to, uh, I don't care how big you get. Don't you ever forget to be humble. So it it really resonates with me and I keep it actually shared it with my mom about a week ago when we were having breakfast at my house. It was just beautiful just to kind of reminisce on that. That's good stuff. Maybe one of these days, I mean, COVID killed it, obviously. Maybe one of these days we'll dial it back up. It was going to be some combination of a charity event for kids and maybe kids with families who had lost a, uh, a parent, you know, at war. So something to do with the military and children is where my heart was. And uh, Ralph was all on board for it. Actually had some really good ideas too. But um, moving on, let's dive into this sucker. Your work has always been on the cutting edge and inventive. Tell us how, Ralph. Tell us why. And what is it about you that's been the driving force behind this sustained run of excellence? You know, I, I think it really stems from, first and foremost, my parents, right? Really instilling in me that hard work ethic, you know, coming from uh, immigrant families and, uh, and, you know, being Mexicanos, you know, we're always told, uh, unfortunately, we're never told we can make it, right? And that's just kind of my story. I don't know how it relates to everyone. I wanted to obviously prove the opposite. And I said, anything that we're going to do, and I started with detailing, right? So just a, just a correction on your story, right? In 1993 was when I launched RMD and it was Ralph's Mobile Detailing. And it started there, that passion for cars and, and everything automotive. And I used to say, man, if I ever get a chance to do something like this, whatever, or own one, you know, I had that love and that affinity. So it just kind of came from there and then pushing, pushing beyond the expected, right? To create the unexpected because people already had, had you know, counted you out. So for us, it's, it, it, and, and I love that because I think that's where Juan and I have this common bond, you know, like this, this he's a quiet soul, but he's so uh, creative and he's worked at different shops and worked in different places, but nobody's ever challenged him and expanded on his creativity and pushed him to, to be better. And I, I hope, obviously, I don't want to speak for him, but the goal has always been, that's good. 
but how can we do it better? And, and I mean, I watch it now and it is the most amazing, phenomenal thing to see because I don't even have to, you know, I don't even have to be there. Or cry it out of them. Yeah. It comes out. It comes out. And, and that the, the want of excellence, right? Like we don't want to be cookie cut. And cause that, you know, obviously that, that, uh, that's easy. Uh, so it's always about, yeah, I like that, but how can we be better? And it's, and it pushes <laughs> us crazy. Yep. Juan, we're stealing, I don't want to steal too much of my thunder for later in the interview, but, uh, you know, Juan really, you know, certainly loves you, loves the job, obviously. And he's, you know, he's, he's tremendous at it. Juan, how many years have you been doing this? I've been um, doing a post tree, I would say about 20 years now. Okay. Uh, I was in uh, middle school. My dad used to have a shop and uh, getting off for school, I used to head up to a shop and, you know, give him a hand. So I was, in reality, I was, I was stitching seeds around, I was like 15 years old. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Some of our customers have their kids sewing at five, eight years old. I just sent a, a, a packet of supply, a couple of little rinky dink supplies out. This little girl, she's, you know, at a, at a show I just did. And she's out there sewing with her dad. Your dad does it for a living and she's in there helping him. And I just, I'm like, you know what? I'm sending you something, honey. I hope it works out. And, um, you know, that you like it and you enjoy it. And she was so excited. And I, I have uh, three brothers. We all do upholstery. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's an honor that I'm following my my father's steps, you know, and um, obviously higher wow. level. So it's basically more than anything else, all about family for you guys, your direct family and you two being like family. Yeah, that's right. I love that. Another thing I love is I love your don't dream it, build it theme that you've had for quite some time now. I I, I love it. But I'm going to turn the tables on you with this one for a second, Ralph. I remember you building one of your dream car a few years ago, that gorgeous 62 uh, Continental Convertible. What dream car build? is still on your mind. And if you were going to build it, tell us what it would be and tell us all about it. That's a tough question because I'm not that singular, you know? I have many dreams of what I want to build. You know, I could tell you, I could tell you that one of the things I want for myself and I want to be able to have my signature piece on it is a Lincoln Zephyr, right? So 1939 or 1940. Yep. It's so different from what I've, what we've built, but I, but to me, like just that dream and that affinity and I, I, I love all the cars. Right. But, but there's just some, there's just something that draws me to that. And that, you know, I also, we were just talking recently, like we need to build some Dodge and some, you know, we need to build a 67 fastback in here. You know, uh, we need to build an amazing Mustang. So I think that's just who we are. We're all, I mean, we're, I mean, we're always trying to see, to see what's next, you know, sanity kind of killed it for us. Right. We love, I mean, sanity was just such an amazing 62 bubble top that really set the the wheels in motion on, on pushing the envelope. And we want to outdo, you know, we want to build the next version of sanity. So whatever that is, we, we, we look forward to discovering that. Yeah, that Sanity car was beautiful. Uh, I would actually bring that up later as well. But um, going back to that Zephyr, you struck a chord with me because I'm not a car guru or anything. But as far as I can think, that Zephyr was really, I mean, just, I don't know, revolutionary. It had the revolutionary body lines. It was easily taking the car culture from boring, the same old cars to just like a sexy body line that no one's seen before, you know? Um, no, and it it just, it totally changed things. I mean, it really did. And it didn't, it took years before anything even caught up to it. I can't think of anything that even caught up to it, maybe until the Corvettes came out. But, um, yeah, that Zephyr is, is definitely one of my, uh, definitely one of my dream cars. That's for sure. You know, I know it's time consuming and a pain in the neck overall more than anything else, but without pulling any punches, I've had a couple of people ask me, so I got to ask you any plans on returning to television? You know, if it makes sense, it, it, we're we're all about it. I mean, if it if it makes sense, right? It's got to work. It's got to work for all of us. So I, I'd love to come back, especially for the boys. And and I don't necessarily need to be back myself. I don't really care if 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 
I always leave it to God, dude. If he wants us to to be on there, he's going he's gonna to figure it out and put us in the front and center. But I, I, I like the world to see Juan. I like the world to see Victor. And uh, I like the world to see Eddie Love and Rafa again. And and to see to see how much we've grown uh, mentally, uh, spiritually, and obviously talently, right? Yeah. First of all, when we're on TV, it, you know, it's very important because we build cars on TV, not for TV, right? So that's a super important statement for us. So, yeah. and because we own that in, in, in a sense, in terms of, uh, of what we want to build, we now, I mean, we now know so much more than we do, than we knew then, right? So again, we'll see. I think there's a great story still to be told. I think that uh, we've, we found ourselves probably when we launched, you know, the timing was off to me. The timing was off just in the sense of there was oh, so much anti-American dream. And we are the epitome of it. We are the, exactly we are the epitome of it. Like we live it, breathe it, and 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 are and celebrate it. So I don't think I don't think that was something that at that moment wanted to be celebrated. So We'll see. I know that's a long-winded answer, but if it's meant to be, and we'll put it in his hands, and he won't put anything, you know, in front of us that we can't handle. How about how my uh, my boy Juan over there on camera? I know Juan's super shy and uh, quiet. How are you going to do on the camera, Juan, if it's thrown in front of you? Yeah, I'm not a camera guy, to be honest with you. Um, when it comes to uh, videotaping, I leave it up to Ralph. I, I, I always tell him, you know. <laughs> I'll be the hands, you know. I I got the skills. You tell me what to do, and I get it hey, done. Hey, you're the cameraman. Hey. I'm not the cameraman. Hey, don't get it twisted. He's absolutely lying right now. Let me tell you something. He has grown so much and is ready for the camera. Let me tell you, man. He, I'm sure that he he sat in front of that mirror at home and literally got ready. Because it, 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 let me tell you, Juan is a humbled, quiet soul, but he's ready for showtime. You know what he told me, Ralph? He told me he's got a mink coat picked out for it. A 10, <laughs> 10 gallon hat. He's ready. He's got everything lined up. You know what Juan's afraid of? <laughs> Juan's afraid of the fan mail he's going to get from every cholita that loves him, dude. It's the ladies. Every, it's the ladies. That's the problem. Every, every cholita is going to be like, he's so fine. Look at him. Poor Juan. Killing us. His wife is gonna be killing us, dude. Don't like yeah. Ralph's got you in divorce court, and I have you in a mink coat. Juan, no, you love her so much. Juan literally is lucky, bro, because he's gonna be he's gonna be 45 and look like he's 20 still, dude. So, he does. He, he looks like he's fresh out of high school. Yeah, he's got he's got some good jeans, bro. The baby know. face. Yeah. Must be the, it must be the leather flakes that hit him all the time. Yeah, you don't want none of these white grays like I'm I'm rocking here. That's for sure. Yeah. He's, so he's got some of that, dude, but he'll be okay. So. All right. Ralph, knowing what you know now, if you could jump back in a time machine to your 18-year-old self, what piece of advice would you give the young Ralph getting started out? Oh, man, dude. Um, I give myself that advice all the time, just FYI. I'm one of the, I, I, I'm very blessed that I, that I reflect a lot. Right. So I get a chance to really talk to myself. I think that that's part of my therapy in terms of understanding. And really, I think that, uh, the advice that I would give myself is continue. Don't, don't stop surrounding yourself with people that are way smarter than you continue, you know, doing that. I think that that, that for me was, uh, was really, really important and uh it continues to be right but i i did what i wouldn't understand it till later in life how important that is and yeah and i see it now right so can you know great people like juan but also you know from an agency side we've done some great stuff and and have been but we we faced a lot of hurdles and and, it, and sometimes i think trying to just do it all versus versus get people that are way smarter than you that know that industry could have could have helped me not go through so many headaches. So mm. makes sense. Sometimes it's just something simple. It doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to just be one big thing or one little thing. It's just something you're like, geez, I wish I knew that 20 years ago. Or, you know, wish I had the guts back then that I do now or the vision I do now. Or, you know, 
I, I think about those things all the time, how I could be better, how I could have been better. Um, but I guess, I mean, that's, that's drive. You always want to be better, you know? And to add to that, right. Like I, you know, I know that the show talked about uh, me being a high school dropout and, and, and I get it. I get it. It's a, it's an important, it's a hook, you know, to talk about, oh, this guy made it because, and, and with all the odds against them. But to be quite honest with you, I really wish I had paid attention. I really, I would have understood how important schooling was going to be to me and, and having that discipline as I do now. Right. And I would come to realize it later in my life, um, you know, as I started to grow and obviously become a businessman, just those simple fundamentals uh, that you took for granted and dismissed came into play. And you're like, what? I don't know how, what or how that works out. And so I, I, as, as much as I'm grateful that, that I took and that I was able to succeed through the path that I took, I continue to be an advocate for, for education, right. And, and the importance of knowledge. So I tell people, I tell people, look, man, I've I've been able to create this amazing empire and, and, and with, with very little understanding on business, can you imagine what I would have done if I had understood business? Right. It would have been accelerated, but there's one thing you're leaving out. And I, I'm a big believer in, you know, God gives certain people, certain things that they need to use yep. and certain, and everyone's got something. So you have that drive, unrelenting drive, that ambition, and you used it. So it wasn't a waste of time. You just got to your path a little different, but you're yeah. right. I mean, if you had the school backing that up, that could be, that, that to be a, you know, chemi- chemistry set gone wild right there. <laughs> well, never dangerous combination. I know. I know. Yep. Yep. Well, there's one thing I think about sometimes, and it could be regret, something small, a bad decision, kind of talking about where, what we're talking about now. And you just nailed it. That was literally my next question was, what do you regret? So yeah. it's funny how you just, you spun right into that. You, you really, you took my next question. Uh, so that was perfect. 2022. I don't know how the heck you're going to beat 2021. Good luck with that. But uh, we'll get to that stuff in a minute. But 2022, what is on the slate for RMD? Give us something to chew on here. What are you guys thinking? You know, for us, it's so unique. And I got to say that with how everything's taken off, we're we're in a great place. We have such amazing projects. You know, the garage is really is really the guys right now, right? So I'm super blessed to have Juan and Victor and team and everyone really in the garage as my as my myself gets involved with all my other passion projects, right? So, you know, we were fortunate enough to be involved with the Bronco launch for myself and and the company. And we have been really deep embedded into that Bronco culture and it has taken off tremendously. And so, uh, you know, we were, and I was, uh, in, you know, put in a position where I got to really create and expand on what I love and that's design, right. And facilitate through design. So I love weaving, uh, our automotive, car crafters into that large agency world, right? So Juan here built like all the logos, right? That are now front and center at four like amazing locations that we took over to build out what is called the Bronco Off-Rodeo. And it is is an unbelievable uh, opportunity that I love that I can't wait to see it continue to grow and blossom. And then it peppers in, like right now we're building and Juan is just killing it on a brand new Bronco. But we don't want to do what's been done. Hold on, another one? He's done like we, another, we, another new Bronco you got coming? We're building two brand new Broncos. Oh, wow. 2022s. And we are just flipping the way we want. One will pay um homage to urban madness and it'll be the twisted urban madness if it could come out now and one will be all about elegance and hollywood and you know and and where we live but 
we're still working on the 72 Ranchero that is going to be unbelievable because you've never really seen one like that. So we got a bunch of stuff that's exciting and new, but what we love the most is that twist we're putting into how we're interweaving RMD Group and RMD Garage into some of the largest automotive experiences we've ever built. Wow, that's great. So as everyone knows, you're always dressed apart. Your sneaker game is among the best I've ever seen. And everyone on social media gets to see that. But for this segment, I want you to let the audience in a little bit so we can learn more about you. So let's put you on the NC Rapid Fire hot seat here and to give you some quick questions in succession. And, uh, you know, just just let, let us have it. Let us, you know, let us have your quick answers. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right. Favorite food as a kid? Taco Bell. Favorite food now? Ooh, mariscos. Okay. Who inspired you the most growing up? My father. Knew that was coming after the after before. Uh, you an early riser or a night owl? Early riser. Me too. Juan, what about you? I would say I'm an early. Early too. All right. Yeah, three for three. Yeah, nine nine o'clock. God shuts me down. I'm done. Um, favorite hobby, Ralph? Not related to cars. Golf. Really? Okay. What's your handicap? I'm like a two. Come on, for real? Yeah. Wow. All right. Um, I'm like a six on a bad day. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. You're always jet setting around. I always see you on a jet, private jet, whatever. Give us two or three of your favorite spots to visit. Um, France was absolutely amazing. Uh, Mexico is unbelievably breathtaking. Where in Mexico specifically? And, well, I, 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 I'm from Mazatlan and I've gotten the chance most recently to be in Mexico City and it is just unreal. It is okay. just unreal. The people, the passion, the creativity, everything is just beyond. Um, and uh, I, I, I would be remiss not saying that my favorite place is home. Nice. Okay. We visit, but we're coming back. You know, it, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. All right. This one might be a little tricky. I don't want you to get mad at me, but I'm going to ask you. If you had to choose, what collection are you keeping and which are you giving away? You got your sneaker collection versus your hat collection. Which one stays and which one goes? I'm going to have to give up my hat collection. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How many hats do you have? I have, you know, I don't have as many hats as I do sneakers, but the okay. dude, the DMAC Gorham Bros keeps me, keeps me nice and fitted up on top. Woo. So, I guess I'm ha I mean, how many, sorry, how many sneakers do you have? I got about 300 pairs <laughs> of sneakers. What the hell you? And they all look brand new, I bet, too. Uh, yeah, they get, they get a little, they get a little ugly when, when they're worn. So they end up sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> all right another choice question if you had to pick between the three which one of your builds did you personally taste wise like the best the 72 bronco you just finished the 55 bel air you called ghost or bringing it up again the 62 bubble top you named sanity which was uh, your like my taste right here out of these on. three cars which one that that come on i mean i come, no, no you gotta offense. pick it's like picking your favorite kid. Come on. I can pick easily. I'm just saying they're not even in the same category. Sanity, sanity. Hey, <laughs> like sanity. Look, okay. I love this. I love this Bronco, but they not dude. Sanity is you had to have seen if you didn't get a chance to see sanity in person, I feel bad. Cause oh my God. Right? Oh my God. You that's have to that's got that's your favorite. It's gotta be. It's a hundred percent. You ask most of the people in the garage, they're going to tell you sanity. That's Ralph's, that's Ralph's baby. What about you, Juan? What are we talking about here? Out of the three, which was your favorite? Yeah, well, I'm going to have to go with sanity as well. Damn, that can't, was, can't get anybody off that thing. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. That's why I was about him. <laughs> Out of those three, I'm going with that one as well. Um, it's not my favorite one that Ralph did, or uh, that you guys did, the team did. <sighs> can't remember what it was. It's... It, 
it was black and silver, um, had a lot of chrome. You had it at SEMA maybe three years ago. That's sitting right behind us, behind the other, other 58 Impala. That's what it was. The 58 Impala. That car was magic. I love yeah. that car. Great, great build. That was incredible. I never asked Juan this question. When did you first, did you first see Sanity on TV? Oh, I actually, uh, I actually worked on it. Oh, I, see, I don't you see. You, you were here yeah. with the finish. I was here with the finish. Wow, yeah. dang. It's in, yeah, his, I, it's, it's at his house in his garage right now, Ralph. He drove it home last oh, night. I wish it was. <laughs> if oh, I we don't have so, enough time to tell you the story about Sanity. I, I, I'm sure we could do a whole podcast on it because that seems to be, yeah. I, it was a I've seen it, you know, on video, but it just, yeah. Seen in person, obviously, it's a different different story. Um, yeah. I know you had the multiple Ford Broncos. I've seen some of them in your garages. If you had to pick, are you taking the new age Ford Broncos? Are you di still digging on the 70s Broncos, like the 72 you got going now? Oh, damn, that's messed up. That's messed up. Um, no, I'd always, I still pick classic, you know? Yeah. True. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm always going to be a classic guy. Yeah, you know? I'm, I, I that '72 Bronco you guys are working on is gold. I'll take that over anything new all day long. Um, that deep gray that you picked for it, beautiful. Literally, I wish if we were on camera, right? I would walk out right now and blow your mind. There's literally five Broncos lined up right now. More? Yeah, outside. Oh would, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, you got uh, to. Yeah, you're like the Bronco King. That was uh, it's crazy. Well, um, we went. Been through transitions, man. We were the Lincoln guys, and then mm -hmm. we went their guys, and then we were the F one hundred guys, and then and then you just you know you just own it. The good thing is that's what keeps this guy so creative and thinking because nothing is cookie cut. You yeah. know he's changing it up every single time. Even if we do another Bronco, it's just like whole so different. We literally look at the other one, and go, okay, what are we not going to do to this? Yeah, what yeah. exactly? We got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Um, all right, both of you guys, whoever wants to go first, I immaterial to me. I know the two or three people I would, one or two gone and one or two, you know, that are alive. But if you could have a cup of coffee with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? Juan, who do you want to have a cup of oh, coffee with? Um, that's a good question. I'll let you go first while I think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that's not that's not a hard question for me, to be honest with you. If I okay. could have a cup of coffee with anyone, you know, I'm going to have to pick my dad. Okay. Uh, no, I have to be true. I mean, there's so many great people out there and no offense to anybody. But if I could have another moment and just just listen to him, you know, just, uh, you know, you, you take that stuff for granted, right? You, they're there. You don't go visit them, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then they're not here and you're like, damn, all the stuff that I would say and stuff. So yeah, if I could have another, actually, if I could just have a cup of coffee, we don't even have to say anything that just be great. Just to be close. Just to be, just to, just to, yeah. Two people for me, my dad's best friend growing up, my uncle Mike, who was like a second dad and uh, my grandfather, those two would be my first two choices. Hands that's down. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Just to like, I don't know how to explain it, but my grandfather, I was named after my grandfather. So of course I was, you know, his, his, his golden boy. And I always go there all the time, you know, all the time. And no one just goes to hang out with their grandfather. I did. I mean, in high school, college afterwards, didn't matter, but um, yeah. we could just, you know, hang out. We don't, he wasn't a big talker and um, you know, whatever it was, it was just to, just to be around them is what I wanted to do. That's the best part. You don't even need to explain it, you know, cause yeah. that's that. That's that moment, right? It's exactly. super nice. Yeah, slip, slip, him, yeah. slip him some Oreos under the table. My grandmother get pissed. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I would have to choose my grandfather too. I didn't, um, actually, I never met my grandfather. So yeah, I, I, I would definitely choose my, my grandpa, you know, just to get to know him for the first time. Damn. Wow. wow. Juan's going deep on us here. Like, wow, Juan. Thanks a lot, Ooh. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Making us look it. bad. We were blessed to, yeah, to see ours. But uh um, time to think though, you know, that means you gotta process everything. <laughs> and so <laughs> let me get my clean I gotta get a box of Kleenex out real quick. Hold on. All right, boys. Let's transition to really what I'm the most excited to talk about. Let me start out saying, but I'm not a truck guy, period. And uh Juan knows where else I'm going with this because I told him, but let me let me let me start at the top so we don't get off track. This past November. At SEMA, 
your 56 F100 that you guys named Louie literally took the world by storm. You unveiled her at SEMA, like I said, and just reset the bar on so many levels. First things first, you won the Ford Heritage Award for best truck of SEMA 2021. Tell us about this. What, give, me, give us something that no one knows about how this all went down with, with the Louie at SEMA. You know, Louie, <laughs> Louie is special to us because we went through some shit. To be honest, we went through some shit with Louie. And it became very important to us to finish her the right way, the right way. And it, it, it took a long time. You know, we lost an amazing fabricator that passed away from COVID during Louis. Oh, man. And we had worked really hard to bring him into our garage. And, uh, and COVID hit us. And uh, unfortunately, it, you know, it hit him fairly, fairly hard. And uh, two weeks later, he was gone. You know, so um, we dedicated Louis to Chino. Wow. And we, you know, we, so, yeah, we went through a lot with Louis and we, we, you know, you can hear my voice cracking because it, it was an emotional journey. Wow. Not only, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Not only for him, but, um, but all of us here. Right. And, uh, and, and seeing it get recognized for what we, you know, put out there. And, and of course, I, I hate to always put that out there, but it's important. We're the minority, right? We're the minority. And, you know, there's not that much that we get to be front and center. So to celebrate that and have these guys be recognized, mm-hmm. that that's was a, huge. That's a team effort truck, not just because the team put it together, but you can't say the interior was better than the exterior. The motor yeah. was better than the interior. You can't say it about anything on that truck. So you yeah. have the you have a you know you have a three-way tug of war. <laughs> Which do you like better? You could pick your poison with all three elements of that truck. And yeah. you could make an argument for all three that they're equally stand out. And that's that's why I'm not a truck guy, but I want that damn truck. Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's a badass piece, man. It's a badass piece and it just that's the beauty of it, right? Is that you get to see, you never know, right? As we start to set out to figure out what we're going to do and how it will be received and to get that award. And we have, I happened to be standing there as the Ford executives were walking by and they had no idea what was under the cover and a simple ask do you mind if we look at it? And thank God, uh, I absolutely was standing there and uncovered it. And then just hearing what was coming out of their mouth. And it, it really kind of set the tone and start, we started to really feel, you know, obviously that recognition and that love and affinity. And then seeing the traffic, the amount of traffic, you know, we were going to be inside the BASF space and, and, and that got, that got taken away and BASF couldn't be there. So they gave us that space and it's always a gamble. And man, I got to tell you, it ended up being one of the best spaces we had because it felt like our own. Wow. Yeah. I know exactly where you guys were. And Juan told me that story. And I don't know if you guys really heard this. If you're listening to the podcast, the Ford guys kind of just stumbled on this thing and they're in a hallway, not even front and center, like a lot of the other mega builders are. Okay. and their truck got recognized. I don't think it was last minute. It was early, but they had no intention of finding their number one truck where it was versus being in a BASF booth or a Ford booth or a, you know, Chevy booth. This thing took them right there. I could tell you this, when they saw that truck, everyone else was screwed. That's it right there. They they walked away and I guarantee they said, Oh my God, we have to find a, uh, I guess we're gonna have to find a runner up, but I don't, there was no way nobody was beating it. Thank you for all that. It was it was absolutely beautiful, and and that and, and that even told again another story of of divine intervention, right? And here we are celebrating and obviously uh, dedicating the truck to Chino and to win that award, right? It, bro, bro, it was like we were like, thank God, know, people, yeah. When I got up to get the award, I let out a scream, and and you know some of the other builders 
probably thought, oh, what the hell? You know, there's Ralph again. You know, they had no idea what we've been through. Right. And there's no way nothing was going to strip me of celebrating that moment for Chino. Right. I don't I don't care what is said. That moment right there solidified so much of our of of our tears that we had shed building that. So crazy. That's the exact story I wanted because Juan let me in on it. And I'm saying, I hope Ralph Ralph dives into it. Otherwise, I'm going to lead you into it because that is a great story. Really is. Now, changing gears to a lesser known award, you guys also won our 2021 NC Auto Interior of the Year Award. Way less prestigious, but I'm going to tell you right now, the judges on our NC team, this is a real tough award to win. These guys are super discerning. Uh, They don't play games with their judging. They really, they go at it. We go at it, arguing, talking, figuring things out. Um, Congrats again on that. You know, and- it's different. Like the hog ring is this little community for interior guys. And I'm sure Ralph yeah. knows about him a little bit. I mean, Juan knows about him a lot. It, this yeah. thing got global exposure among the interior community just because the hog ring was involved and showing this to everybody. And if they didn't know who Juan Estrada was before, <laughs> you know, this truck, they, they surely do now. I know how you feel about Juan. We've all heard that already. Juan, why don't you, you kind of told me a few things. Why don't you tell everybody, don't be too shy. Tell everybody how you feel about Ralph. Well, first of all, I got, I got a lot to be thankful for. Uh, when I first came to R&B, um, he looked at me and um, I introduced myself. He like, okay, you know, you got what it takes to be part of my team, you know? And um, so you know, I came and uh, helped out with a couple of things. So he finally hired me for full time. And uh, when I became a lead in the upholstery department, I felt like, you know, it was a big responsibility on my hand. And the bond with me and Ralph, you know, he's the one guiding me to everything. You know, this is how I want this to be done. And then, you know, like if you got something in mind, just point it out and don't be afraid and get creative. So that's the kind of relationship that we have around the garage. So it's it's just... It's a bond that me and Ralph has, you know. Um, I don't know how to explain it. You know, it's just uh, to me, it's 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 a blessing and it's an honor to be part of this big team right there. Yeah. Now you can sense the family, and Juan told me how much you mean to him on the phone. So it's it's really nice. You know, we have a lot of those similar relationships at our office. You know, people that worked there forty years, thirty eight years, thirty one years, twenty some odd years. You know, it's it goes be if it doesn't go beyond just work, you know hang it up and go find something else. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Um, yeah. You know, or find another team, find someone else to work with. So one, you got into sewing at a young age, which stole another question. Thanks for that. How did you hone your craft into becoming one of the industry's very best? Was it practice? Was it just, you know, like, like, like I said, again, um, when I took lead of the department, to be honest with you, this is, um, I started on be like five years ago at that time. I didn't do anything about custom making. So that's when, you know, I started trying to figure it out, like, what am I going to do? So I joined Mobile Solutions. Um, I took two classes with them and their techniques, their skills, their, 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 the way of teaching things, everything just it changed the way I approach things in a, in a custom world. So I would oh, say, bro. yeah, I just hung up with Brian two minutes before we, we went on here. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian, I, I'm also going to be at the expo. You know, it's always continue growing, you know, always continue pushing. There's so many things to be learned from and, you know, and getting better at. So uh, we're going to continue doing what we do and, you know, try to be the best as we can always. All right, good. Well, if you, I didn't know you were going because, you know, I'm exhibiting there. So you're coming to dinner with me one night. That's a, that's a date. Just, you know, don't get too excited. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Here's a little story, you know, that I really wanted to get into. And it was more for, obviously, I, I hope Juan likes it. But I also want Ralph to know how this went down. So bear with me here. I'm just going to ramble a little bit and just kind of try to find a good way to praise Juan a little bit. With about a month or so left to go in the contest, Juan and Ralph, more so Juan, tells me he's got a car that they might submit. Now I'm excited and I'm tempering my excitement because, you know, they weren't sure they'd be able to get it ready in time and get it entered. And all he'd tell me is it's a truck. And then I'm thinking, man, 
you know, it's not easy winning this thing or winning, you know, winning the contest with half a can versus, versus a full car. The final day hits and I figure, oh, well, they're not going to make it. You know, it was in the back of my mind. And uh, I had text Juan earlier and said, you know, where's the truck? I, I don't know. You know, we're not sure yet. We'll let you know. When you text me the pictures, a couple of pictures before you submitted it, it's a good thing I wasn't driving by a car because I would have veered off. I was floored. You know, it was my favorite color combination you could possibly put in a vehicle, you know, pearl white or creamy paint with, with a dark, you know, brown interior. Unbelievable. So I, of course, I begged you to make it official and thankfully you did. And you guys posted it. The first thing I did when we, when I stopped texting you was I texted the group. I let them know the group of voters and I let them know if your mind is made up, you guys better on make it quick and stay open-minded because we got one more big time entry coming in and, you know, understand everyone listening. This is the last day before we have to make a final decision. And as the group voting panels organized, like I said before, they're beyond discerning. We argue with each other. We deliberate, go back and forth. I'm kind of on the sidelines listening, make a couple, I don't know, make a couple suggestions, get yelled at and move on. But um, it, it's kind of hard not to have a top two or three at that point, right? I mean, you're deciding in, in 24 hours. So we went back and forth on tests. The finalists were all asked to give build images. What happened in the background? How did you do this? What was your process? So all the finalists had to submit that. And the rest is history. Louis won, of course. When you found out, Juan, how did it make you feel? It was a, a special moment. Um, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that, to be honest, you know, because in this industry, there's so much talent out there. There's people that inspire me still. Where I, I look at the people do their work, and I'm like, you know, I just get impressed all the time. And, you know, to be with this recognition, to be the top upholstery Interior, you know, it's just it's just unbelievable. Mm. It, yeah, just a blessing to be a part of that culture. Right. Here. Now I'm going back to Ralph. Ralph, when you guys won the Interior Award, how did you feel? And especially, how did you feel for Juan? Again, you know, you got to understand the journey we took. So first and foremost, thank you for even allowing us to get on last minute. And submitting when Juan, hey, you were within that. You were within deadline. You were fine. Uh, we were discussing, you know, submitting, and I said we got to do it. We got to do it, Juan. We have to. And we, I had already. Nobody knew Juan knew, but nobody knew in the industry that we had already taken this vehicle and photographed it. We were prepared for what was to come, and because you know we just didn't know. So, it, you know, to know that uh, the truck received that much love and then to be rewarded for it. I mean, listen, like I said, Juan, you know, people don't know the story of me coming in and saying, Nope, that's not going to work. Nope. That's not going to work. You know, and challenging him, challenging him, challenging him to see the lines, challenging him to see, to see beyond challenging him. You got to, I mean, it, it was beyond pushing though. It was beyond pushing because we set out to build something that Louis Vuitton themselves would appreciate. You would, you see what I mean? So it's yeah. very, very important. And again, it can be gaudy in a minute, in a, in a, in a minute. I mean, this is one Scary. of the, exactly. This is one of the mm -hmm. upholsteries or a combination of that. You can literally turn it, one bit this way and be completely what the hell. So we went through so much. And when Juan finished his canvas, it was beyond. It was beyond. It was like the best. Some Italian guy jumped into Juan and helped him, right? Like it was like Juan Bam. became this purse maker. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a good way to put it. You know, right. I'm not going to lie to you. And I told Juan knows this and I don't want to upset you because, you know, we don't know each other well, but I'm just going to tell the truth. You know, the Louis Vuitton inclusion threw me at first and most yeah. of us because seeing it included in car interiors over the years, you pretty much look at it and cringe. You couldn't yes. cringe at this. There was, there was no yeah. way to cringe at this. 
But I was, yeah. I was like, damn it, did they have to have the friggin' Louie in it? And as the day went on and as time has gone on, it was done so tastefully. I can't, even, I, I can't even believe my own ears, but I, I can't see the car without it now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and was a dedication to her. This was a dedication. Don't you know? This was a dedication to every mom, every woman that we have in our lives that just, you know, is so amazing. And we said this is going to be about her as we started to to really understand how we are. And so Juan went. Let me tell you, this is my honest opinion. Juan went from an interior guy to an artist with that truck. Oh, for sure. Yes. He, yeah, he, killed, he killed it. You're like a proud. I was, I was asking the question. That's why I, I didn't have an intention of asking how you felt about Juan, but I'm sitting, I'm watching on video. You guys are missing this, but Ralph is beaming like a proud, <laughs> like a proud dad. That's what he's beaming. Like, you know, he's so proud of him. You could just see it. Um, Revo from Stitchcraft. As soon as I sent that first picture of what Juan sent me, Revo from Stitchcraft, I swear it, First, he changed his vote immediately. He's like, oh, I'm voting for that now. And he almost took a, I think he almost took a flight out from California to New Jersey to, get, to make sure his vote got in. And he was gung-ho for it. But uh, that was just naughty. You know, and sometimes I look at certain interiors and I'll say, wow, that looks great. And I really like this one and blah, blah, blah. But you really want to know how I know Juan is elite is two of the judges call me before the final votes were cast. Of course, they pretty much, you know, set their vote as well at that point. Uh, those two being Dave Voss, Customs by Voss, and Chris McClintock of Bucks Customs. And both of them told me there's no denying the precision work on this car and what's seen and what's not seen. And I was like, what's not seen? Like the background? Yeah. What's not seen meaning what's underneath the leather, behind the panels, the construction, the console construction, et cetera. The behind the scenes work has to get submitted too to win this yeah. contest. Yeah. And these guys, when they both tell me, your work's on point, then I know it to be Bible. And I said, okay, this guy's, this guy's elite for sure. So it's a real big feather in, you know, Juan's cap and a, you know, a real big feather in the, uh, you know, in the cap of the team. I mean, he's just, he's tremendous. And you're, you guys vision and your design work on this is amazing. Um, yeah. Good stuff, boys. Good stuff. So one more question, then we're going to make Juan answer some uh, rapid fire hot seat stuff for some fun get to know him a little bit well you touched on this before ralph a little bit when you bring one a project both of you guys give us your design processes what goes on when you attack an interior design on a truck or a car what 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 happens what happens first what, what do you start out with is it just a natural progression let us in a little bit on what goes on in both of your minds well first of all we have to discuss the color what's going to be the color of the exterior, and then we can combine to the inside. That's information that Rao's the only one that knows, so he's the one that's uh, guiding me to the colors, the type of design that we're going to, uh, what kind of seats are we using, we're doing power seats or just regular bug seats. So in reality, um, just Ralph is just guiding me through all the process, you know, like in the truck, for example, like he's like, what are we going to do with the seats? Okay, I want you to build the back panel, recess the seats in, we're going to do a roll-up window on the back, and, you know, I have to keep in mind that before building my all, all the panels, you know, all the accessories that we're going to be adding and all the stuff that, that you know, it's going to be integrated. Because when I start the interior, you know, I start the car from bare metal. There's no engine. There's no steering column. There is no nothing. So we have to keep in mind all the stuff that's going to get added at the end of the build. Because so what happens is that something is done before and things don't fit. So we, we always have to keep in mind uh, all the stuff. Gary at the end. So at the end of the build, when everything's come to finally assemble, everything is fitting perfectly. Mm. Ralph, design for you. Does it all come to you at once? Is it as as you go kind of thing? Does it hit you like a hurricane? How does your brain work? No, so so that's a great, that's a great question, right? So we think about this. It, it's very sensual, right? So we really think about what are we going to create that is absolutely fluid and timeless. Right. So when we when we start, when I start to flow, I'll spend some time. I'll really kind of try to stay as long as I could around the car. And and then, you know, it starts to speak to me. I mean, it's kind of, like, you know, like the weirdest thing. But 
it, it just kind of starts to come. And so first and foremost, we set, you know, what that, what that, um, that mood is going to be like, you know, as you come in, as you're looking at it, as you're staring at it. And then that's what inspires, right? Looking at all the lines. So, so then I start to say, what would this look like? What would that look like? And then we kind of set, you know, the wheels into motion with a small sketch or something that at least gives us a starting point. And then from there, the birth happens, right? We treat everything like it's a concept car, right? We, because we're so in, embedded and ingrained into the automotive world, we, we pretend to be extremely high paid over, you know, achiever designers, which is so awesome because, then it starts to get myself and Juan inspired, right? And 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 I don't come in and say, what the hell, Juan? I actually pull him back and say, Juan, come look at this. What do you see? And then, oh, I see that. And I said, okay. So then when we go, that's why we talk about being fluid, right? Mm-hmm. Being fluid, transitional all the way through. So everything that that we now discuss and and talk about is about understanding that 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 flow uh from front to back front to back front to back right you want to speak you want to see something moving while it's standing still and and obviously that's very difficult with the truck you know the truck is blah blah and it's usually a, a captain chair and then you're done right um or a sorry a seat you know and so for us was about how do we take all these beautiful round lines and let them flow inside. And it was just unbelievable to watch. And, uh, and, and again, like the 55, right. How do we take a seat? That's going to be for a Hawaiian guy, much bigger stands six, five, you know? And so how can we make it so that it's never uncomfortable? So we have to know how to tailor that. So what I like about, again, why Juan and I work together so well is because I'm constantly pushing him and reminding him, reminding him of how good he can be and how good he is. So he has that in his back of his mind. So he doesn't, there's really nothing right now, to be quite honest with you, that he does that doesn't go into so much depth and dissecting mm-hmm. with a beautiful process because you get to see a master literally fine-tuning his brushes right and 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 figuring out how he's going to adjust his palettes and and i love that because i'll walk now i i'm in a place where i can walk away so much more and i'm also in a place where i can walk in and be completely blown away yeah, well, your because visions are your visions as time goes on have become more and more in sync. Exactly. Yeah. He now understands, you know, why that needed to end at that period, why that line needed to be transitional, why a butt seam versus double stitch, right? So why perforated versus solid? And and we have so much dialogue, which is so cool. And when he's doubting something, which is even cooler, right? Because as artists, you go, well, why he doesn't know? Why do I have to get his permission? I, I have this. He is not afraid to say, I need you right now. Come down. Yeah, bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. Yep. To come see this because I can tell he's struggling and, and he just needs that buy off because, again, he's trying to achieve something that hasn't been done, hasn't been done by him. And it hasn't been done the way we envision it to be done, right? Sure, there's tons of different ways and different, uh, you know, different upholsteries that get done differently. But for him, for him, and then and then I walk in, and obviously we have that conversation, and we're not afraid to throw leather away. We really aren't. We really aren't. You know, we're not afraid to start over. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell oh, the, the the story of when Sanity aired. I wasn't ready for it. And then as soon as they stopped filming, I ripped out the dash. As soon as they stopped filming, I ripped out the dash in Sanity. Wow. And they thought crazy. You want me to tell you something crazier? As soon as they stopped filming, we took that car apart into a thousand pieces. Yeah. Because I said, it's not my car yet. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And when we finally finished it, they looked at me and said, mad respect. 
mad respect because that takes a lot to own when you're not to own when doesn't just doesn't just fit the way you thought it was going to and not send it out or not leave it like that because it's too much already you spent all no we owned it we owned it and i have no problem and neither does he and that's the beauty there's no ego here right do we, yep yeah. do it till we're both happy right but but now even better he's now got into a place where he's prototyping everything and showing me Right. He's no longer finishing something and hope that I love it. And I walk in, I go, that's not going to work. And now he, so he's now prototyping stuff. He's gotten so good to understand. Map it out. Yeah. He does so well on that. So um, again, that's who, that's really what it's about, but you have to have that chemistry and you have to have um, that connection with, with any of your team members. Yeah. Well, you guys have a, you guys have a great working marriage. It's true. You know, it seems tremendous. I dream it, they build it. I dream it, they build it, right? And I yeah. and I super high expectations of what I want. And and again, I'm really blessed to have a team of craftsmen that make those into reality. Incredible. All right, let's close with this. Juan, let's do a little rapid fire hot seat for you. Let people know about you a little bit, just some fun stuff. What do you like better, designing, sewing, or fabricating? Uh, I got to say fabricating is my most interesting department. Okay. Favorite television show as a kid? As a kid. Um, Don't lie either, Juan. You know this shit was Spanish, dude. Scooby-Doo. What are we doing? I watched that, uh, that Michael Nine one. I forgot what was the Oh, yeah. Knight Rider. <laughs> right. Favorite television show now? Television show. Um, could it be Netflix or anything? Uh, yeah, it works. Netflix in general works. That seems to be the new, uh, new way for everything. Yeah, I'm waiting for the next season on the Ozark, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, that okay. is a great show. Ozark is a great show. Okay, I never watched it. All right, favorite hobby not related to cars? Uh, play some ball with my kids, uh, play some soccer and stuff, you know, do a little bit of sports, um, either that or, you know, I'm a big boxing fan, so do a little boxing too. So, so box, you love boxing? Yeah. All right, me too. Let's transition into this question. You're younger than me, so you probably don't know. But who wins? Who should have won the classic fight, Sugar Ray or Hagler? Did you ever watch it? I never watched that fight because oh. um, I, I got into boxing when Floyd Mayweather was coming up. So that was way before that. All right. But Floyd, let's change it then. Floyd in his, in his prime or Manny Pacquiao in his prime? Who would have won? I give it to Manny Pacquiao. Wow. All right. Even though Floyd handled him like he was nothing that one time? Yeah, but you know, not, none of them they were fighting on the prime. So, you know, if you if, if you put Manny Pacquiao on the prime and Floyd Mayweather on the prime, I give it to Manny Pacquiao all day. Yeah, Man, Manny was older though, but uh, no, Floyd was older when they fought. But Manny had the what they say was a bum shoulder. So yeah, they should, if that was the case, they should have stopped the fight. That was stupid. They should have postponed it. They wouldn't have lost a dollar. People would have come back even more. Ah, anyway. If you have the choice, food-wise, you go on pizza, sushi, or ice cream? Sushi. California boys, you can't get... Oh, man, no way. <laughs> I have a tough time deciding between pizza and ice cream. Fastest you've ever driven a car? You know, I drive a Honda Civic, so the most <laughs> I can go is to 80 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ralph? What's the fastest you've driven? Uh, 180. You got me beat. I'm in the 140s somewhere. All right, Juan, favorite sport? You said boxing, soccer. Who's your favorite athlete of all time? I got to say Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, baby. Canelo's pretty good. He's a man. Canelo, right? That's right. Canelo's a man. He is good. Boys, this was incredible. Uh, This is probably going to go down as my longest podcast ever, doing a little two-for-one special. On top of it, I've been getting screamed at to make the podcast longer, especially since we're only doing one a month at this point. But um, you guys were incredible. Really, I had a great time. I don't even want to stop. But um, thank you so much for making the time, coming on. And uh, we'll be talking soon. Awesome, man. We're really excited. If we could uh, just throw in a couple of plugs for our Instagrams and obviously RMD Garage. And we we have some really cool videos coming out on TikTok. So we shot a really cool series uh, that we're uh, getting ready right now to uh, put out. And uh, you'll see a lot of Juan's work, uh, all of our talent uh, on our TikToks. 
Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen.